0: Welcome back to You Made It, the podcast all about making, creating and entertaining. I'm your host Krista Campbell, founder of Pink Pony Creative at and Graphic Design Studio in Auckland, New Zealand. Hello guys, welcome back to You Made It. Now I have to apologise for my awful sounding voice, Um, I'm a bit sick and to be honest I'm not surprised, I've been so busy. So amongst the office move, um, me and my husband actually moved house as well we purchased a home and we moved house all in amongst that as well so things have been crazy and yeah I'm not surprised I'm sick and then prepping for Adobe Max, prepping for Europe um, as I like to say now very blessed but very stressed <laughs> uh, but yeah apologies about my voice but today's episode is a little fun one because I thought it'd be kind of cool to ask chat for some hypothetical situations on being a graphic design agency with clients because I do often get questions through my Instagram DMs about situations that people are put in and I can just provide you my insight and my experiences. All right, so I went ahead and I asked ChatGBT for these situations. Now it's punched out 10, which is pretty awesome and they're quite in depth. So I'll read them out and then give you guys my opinions and answers. Okay, hypothetical situation number one. You have a client who constantly changes their mind about design direction. They might provide vague feedback and keep requesting revisions, making it difficult to finalize the project. All right, what do we do? So, the answer to this question is all about client expectations and setting clear boundaries before you even start. So I've got a couple of points here. First point is your contract. Now before the client comes on board and you officially start the project, you should always get them to sign a contract. And within that contract, there is going to be a set number of revisions per project. Now if the client asks for more revisions, sure, include more, but just charge them more. So get them to sign on that, make sure they understand the rounds of revisions so that if you come across this issue, you can actually just refer back to the client and say, hey, look, if you refer back to my contract that you signed on initially, you'll see that there was two rounds of revisions and anything beyond that is going to be at an hourly rate. So the revisions part is easy, as long as you have it in your contract, you can always refer back and they signed on it. So at the end of the day, this is a set formal document that they signed on that they have to agree upon. Uh, The second part of the I guess situation is they're providing vague feedback. Now this is tricky and I think the best way to work around this would be to have a face-to-face zoom call or meeting. Don't do it over email because just emails at this point can get complex with vague feedback. Often clients actually send me feedback over email and I'm quite happy to just continue working with them over uh, email but if I find that the uh, feedback is vague or I'm struggling to understand it I'll say hey look let's jump on a zoom call and talk through it and I will just talk through every little bit and point that they're trying to make Uh, and I'll often ask myself and them are they just doing this because it's a personal preference for them and I think that's really key to remember And I think a lot of clients get caught up on is that, oh, hey, look, I just like blue. Can we make it blue? But at the end of the day, is blue going to work for the brand and the business? And is blue going to be the perfect color for the target audience? So you've got to keep reminding your clients that. All right, let's move on. Number two, the budget conscious client. Your client has a limited budget and expects a complex design with many elements. Oh, okay, the answer. Straight up, just tell them, look, I'm sorry, unfortunately, we can't align with your budget for this package or this complex design. But if you're willing to open up the opportunity to work with them and you want to be able to provide something to them, I would say, hey, look, your budget of $500 isn't going to cut a full brand identity, but what I can do for you for $500 is da 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 da. So there's a couple of ways to go about it. You could go with that option A, or you could just fall back and say, hey look, unfortunately, um, the prices we charge are down to our value we provide to the business, our experience and skill. And we know that our work is of high quality. So if this doesn't fit within your budget, um, then we unfortunately won't be working together. And I also guarantee if you did work with that client, say if you had a branding package worth five thousand dollars and they had a budget of two and a half grand and you cut the package in half you worked with them for two and a half grand I guarantee it that client is going to be quite a lot more difficult than say someone who's willing to accept your initial package and be happy with you as an expert all right hypothetical situation number three the micromanaging client Ooh, (laughs) your client wants to be involved in every minute of every detail of the design process, constantly requesting changes and suggesting alterations that might not align with the project's goals. Oh, this is a tricky one. So, within Pink Pony, we've definitely had a couple of clients that have, have come to this situation, and from my experience, I've learned a few things. So, there was one instance with a client, we were working with them on the branding, it was going great. We were so proud of the work we were creating for them. It aligned with their goals. They actually liked what we were doing. It was along the right lines for them. But they just kept coming back every time we would send them a proposed package with the tiniest little details, like can you change the line width here? Can you change, uh, make put a star there? I don't know, like the, the feedback was kind of crazy. And to be honest, I wanted to please the client, so we kept working with them and making these changes. But it got to the point where we had worked beyond the revisions that we initially had signed on. And I said to the client, hey look, we've actually gone beyond these revisions that you originally signed your contract on because we wanted to make sure we got this right for you. But at this point, we've spent many, many hours trying to make this work. So anything from here on out will be charged at an hourly rate. And in that instance, they were happy with it. So it's really interesting if you push back on them, I guarantee they probably will just be okay with it. It's almost because we're constantly asking, how do you fi- feel about this? Do you have any changes? And if we kind of flip the switch and say, hey, look, from here on out, we're going to be charged an hourly rate, they'll most likely actually just be okay with everything and just move on. Uh, so that's a good little tip. Another little tip here would be to certainly go back to the client and constantly ask them why they want certain things changed if you hit them back with why and wait for the answer you can also then kind of not hold it against them but go back and say well does this align with the goals the client who likes blue uh you know if they want to change it to to blue you could ask them why do you want to change it to blue they might say because i like blue but if you say back to them i don't think these will actually align with your target market for this reason they will most likely actually change their mind and accept you as an expert. And in that case, if they actually don't, if they come back, push back again, say, no, I want blue, I do think that there's a point in the process and as the design agency that they're paying for the service that you kind of just have to suck it up and say, okay, we'll make it blue and just be okay with it. Um, It's definitely happened to us. Certain clients have requested certain changes that I really don't think they should I'll push back on them twice before going ahead and just saying, okay, we'll make this change and we'll finalize here. All right, hypothetical situation number four, the rushed project. I love these names by the way. <laughs> Thanks ChatGBT. A client approaches you with a tight deadline, expecting a high quality design. Ooh, a good one. So in this instance, if they're wanting a rushed project at a rush fee, um, and if they want to accept the rush fee, go ahead. Because in the it, like in the scheme of things, a rushed project, you, basically what you're telling them is, I'm going to be having to work overtime to fit this in. So instead of me going home and having time out, I actually want to get paid quite well for this because I'm going to be working overtime. I've had a couple of instances within Pink Pony where um, clients have approached me saying, I'm happy with the packages and the pricing, but I, I really need it done ASAP. Um, kind of a red flag because I'm like, why? Why do you actually need it done ASAP? Um, but in some instances, I'll talk through some of the situations. One of them was really happy with the package, was like, yep, the price is great. I wanna do a rush project. I will pay. They literally said to me, I will pay a premium for this package. Uh, and then I gave them a quote, And I think I chucked, I I doubled the price because I was so busy anyway that I was like, okay, I would love to work with you, but in order to do that, I'm going to be having to work on the weekends, um, after hours. So I actually doubled the price of the project and they didn't end up going with it. So that was an interesting situation. Uh, Another time we had been having a conversation with a client and they, again, really wanted it done earlier than we could fit it in so we added a rush fee and I think with this one I actually only added on like a 20% rush fee and we actually then chatted more they seemed really keen and then all of a sudden nothing and they just disappeared like a ghost so again it's like I promise you you could add on a rush fee but in doing so most of the time the clients won't want to actually move on Uh, which sucks because it's like well if you want the work that bad then you will pay for it that bad (laughs) Um, but you know each to their own like I totally understand that sometimes maybe a client's looking elsewhere as well and they get a better deal or somewhere else that's fitting within their budget so I understand that actually I was just about to move on to the next one but I had another thought with these rushed projects if you actually push back on your client and say look they say hey i want it i would love to have it done in the next month and you push back and say look i really can't fit it in i'm sorry i'd love to work with you but i'm so tight and i just want the best for your project and i want to put in the time and effort to your project and give it the love and attention it deserves if you literally hit them with that like you're sounding like and you want to give them the best opportunity and the best option for their project honestly 8 out of 10 times, they'll probably come back and say, yep, okay, I'll wait. So I think in some situations, clients, they just want to test their luck. They want to ask. If you don't ask, you don't receive. So if they don't say, hey, look, I'd I'd love to try and get it done sooner, uh, could you? And if you hit them back and say no, they probably will come back and want to work with you anyway. So there's a little, another little tip for you. Okay, moving on. Hypothetical situation number five. The Clueless Client, honestly these names are so good. Your client may not have a clear vision of what they want, making it challenging to start the design process. What do we do? So, in this situation, uh, creative directions are so, so key and important. We're basically establishing a general aesthetic before moving ahead with the project. And I know that creative directions are pretty much just a reference point, it's just a starting point. And I always like to tell my clients that things will change and they might not look exactly like the creative direction we're following through with, but this is a good starting point. Um, And within Pink Pony, when we work with brands, we typically do three creative directions and sometimes we'll even throw in a fourth if we really can't decide or we're like, I think they're gonna really like them all. I wanna give them the options or provide them the options, and then if the client comes back again and says, I like uh, these aspects of one, these aspects of two, three or four, and we're still feeling a little bit uncertain, I'll actually go ahead and we'll create another creative direction, which is kind of refined um, from their feedback, and then just continue to do so until we're really happy. And I might do this, say, three or four times, because... In all honesty, that actually is more important than feedback almost within the whole design phase because you're really establishing the look and feel for the brand before actually going ahead and customising and creating it all. And also another key aspect to this is definitely the discovery session, which actually happens prior to the creative direction. But just getting to know the business as much as you can before moving ahead um, you know, asking questions about their target market, their goals, brands they aspire to be like, their competitors. I dive deep into like personality traits and who is their brand as a person. Even ask crazy questions like, if your brand was a drink, who would they be? If your brand was an animal, who would they be? Because all of those answers, even though it seems somewhat too playful for a serious conversation, actually really establish a visual and an aesthetic for the brand itself. All right, moving on. A uh, hypothetical situation number six, the design by committee client. I just read that for the first time just then and it sounds unusual, but let's just move ahead anyway. <laughs> so it says, you're dealing with a situation where multiple stakeholders within the client's organization have conflicting opinions and preferences regarding their design. Ooh. Now I get it, the design by committee client. It's basically a group of people who all have very different opinions on what the design should look like. Again, this comes back down to talking with them one-on-one on a Zoom call, seeing everyone's faces, even if they're all over the world, you all jump on a Zoom call and asking them why. Why do you think that this should be changed? Or why do you think it should be blue? And why do you think it should be pink? Asking those questions will develop a conversation about why they actually feel this way. Um, Again, you can then turn it around. A lot of the time it's personal preference. And as the expert, it's our uh, job to make sure where they like the design in the end. But again, like you might have a beauty company with a CEO who's a male who likes to play rugby on the weekend and go surfing and roll in the dirt so what he thinks looks good will be very different to what the target audience actually wants yeah so ask everyone why simple as that okay next one number seven the copyright issue Ooh. a client provides reference material or requests a design that potentially infringes upon copyrighted content Ooh la la, juicy. (laughs) Um, This actually hasn't happened to me within Pink Pony, thank God. But I have some thoughts and feedback, of course. You blatantly outright just go back and say, I, as a design expert, cannot simply copy another design. Um, It's against copyright laws. I, you know, want to do things right and also make a truly unique design for you and you can go back to them and say well if we ended up copying this other person's design or packaging or whatever it might be you're not going to be truly unique and authentic you're following someone else's footsteps so why would they want to do that um yeah so just hit them back with that simple as that there's nothing else juicy to add there <laughs> all right number 8 the lack of communication dun 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 your client is unresponsive or provides minimal feedback throughout the project, making it difficult to move forward. I love these, oh my god, ChatGBT really nailed it with these hypothetical situations. Um, Again, this actually comes back to your contract, so in your contract you should have a little statement or clause in there that says basically if you don't hear back from us within 14 days, the project will be terminated um, and you won't get a refund. Um, I've actually had a client in the past we created a full brand agency for them they paid for the full project and we hadn't like finished the project I was asking her I presented the first look into the first proposal I loved it we were I was so proud of what my team did it looked incredible we sent it through uh, and then literally nothing nothing for like five months nothing I literally was like is this person okay? Are they alive? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because that's not funny. But um, I like literally nothing. Tried emailing. I even got my team to email them. I tried texting, calling. I even tried talking to the person that sh- referred her to us. Um, and then out of nowhere, she came back. And honestly. She was like, I'm so sorry for this delayed response. Um, I've just been under the pump with so many different things. I've absolutely loved what you've done. No changes. What can we do to move forward? And to be honest, in these situations, I'm happy to just move ahead. Like As a design agency, I want to make sure I'm putting my best foot forward. It'd be different if she came back with like millions of changes and feedback and was like, I don't like it this isn't what I was after, but the fact that she came back and was actually really happy with everything, no changes, I'm honestly happy to finalise everything, she had already paid the full amount, um, so in that case, I'm like, yep, yeah, let's go, and I'm obsessed with the project, so I want to get it going for her, <laughs> it really is up to you, and what you want to do, and again, do whatever works for you, and what your gut tells you, if someone else says to you, no, you shouldn't work with them anymore, I don't know like honestly if you want to just go for it It doesn't have to be there's no rules well in some cases there is rules when it comes to law and stuff but my dad always would say to me in business it's so fluid and I'm still learning this there is literally no rules you don't have to go by what other people say or have done um in in the perfect example when I was agreeing to sign this lease for our office there were certain things in the lease that I wanted to actually pull off and my dad was like you don't have to have those in there there's nowhere in the world that says you can only sign a lease if those are in there you've just got to negotiate and do what works for you and then agree upon it so that's a little key hot tip for you there okay we've got two more number nine the scope creep Ooh. The project starts expanding beyond the original scope creep. I love how it's written so it's like a movie. With additional requests and features being added along the way. Again, this comes back to your contract and your rounds of revisions. It's basically how many revisions they sign upon. If they sign on two, give them two. But if they come back on that second and last revision and they say, hey look, love it all, could we just change this one... I don't know, typography, styling or whatever it might be, this tiny little change, don't be a dick, do it for them, I actually think that's also what's helped me in business get to where I am today, in the sense that I'm willing to give them a little bit extra, and I'm not too harsh on things if they want to make one little change, Uh, if they came back and said, hey look, I don't like it anymore, I want to start again, of course you should go back and say, well this is actually outside the scope of work it's going to be x amount of dollars or you're going to be charged at an hourly rate um but yeah again refer back to your contract uh if it's a small change don't be a dick Uh, and if it's a large change uh just send an email formally remove any emotion referring back to the contract even attach it for them again so it's easy for them to see uh, and then go from there and last but not least number 10 the dissatisfied client this often comes up a lot in my dms despite your best efforts a client is not satisfied with the final design what do we do okay a few points here so this has happened like officially only one time actually twice within pink's pink pony's uh journey So it happened once really early on in my business when it was just me, I was working. I was learning all about business. I had no contract to fall back on. They hadn't signed a contract. So the client was coming back. Every time I did a revision on this logo, they weren't happy. There was so many things wrong with it, even though I felt like I was doing the right for the client. I was actually correcting the changes and giving them the feedback that they supplied. But they still kept coming back and they weren't happy. So in this instance, I honestly didn't know what to do because I'd never experienced it before. But deep down in my heart, real deep there, um, I just wanted to leave on a good note. And I was getting so stressed because I was like, I literally feel like there's just no way I will ever get a resolution or create a resolution that they're going to be happy with. So I ended up giving them an ultimatum. So this client had paid like $500 for a sort of brand identity package, very um, underpaid at that time, uh, if I don't say so myself. But we'd honestly probably done like 15 rounds of revisions. Like it was getting ridiculous. And I went back to the client and actually said, hey, look, I don't think we're going to find the resolution to this. Um, and I've really gone beyond the initial scope that we spoke about on email, even though I didn't have a contract. <laughs> um, but let's work out two different ways we could go about this so i basically gave them an ultimatum which i do think is a good way to go because it gives them options they're choosing something uh, a path that they could go down to what suits them so option one i said to them we could continue working together but on an hourly rate so that every time i was doing work i was actually getting paid for it and not getting paid absolutely nothing Uh, or two we actually just in the project there i were I'll give her a refund, because I wanted her to leave with a good taste in her mouth, I literally refunded her the $500, so I'd done all this work for free basically, Um, and then everything is left on a good note, she's left with a good taste in her mouth about Pink Pony, and the way that it didn't work out, but I got my money back, which in this day and age I wouldn't do, because I have a team, and I've got a huge amount of expenses now, with the office rent, and things like that, so I can't do it, but It really worked well for me in that instance, because it was just me, I was working at home, my expenses weren't massive, um, and I just wanted to find the best resolution for her. Um, So she chose option B, just to leave uh, with a refund. And I honestly, I was okay with that, I just wanted it to end, and be like, done with it all. So that was the first time that that happened, and then second time it happened, it was actually a client that me and my team were working together on, and The client was great, it was an awesome business Um, and we did the creative direction, they were really happy, we created the brand identity, they came back and literally said this is honestly beautiful but it's just not what I want for the business. Um, she was raved about like the package and the design work and was like this is honestly amazing Um, and then she wanted to make these changes we actually went ahead and literally revised the whole thing we did a whole new brand identity within the priced package she originally paid for which was literally one brand identity Um, again sent it through to her I was so happy with it we'd done a great job felt like we were providing the solution to her feedback And then she came back and said, look again, it's beautiful, but it's just not where I would like this to be. And at that point again, I gave her an ultimatum, which I really do think is a good way to go. I gave her two options really clear. I said we could move forward with either of the below. Option A being that we work on an hourly rate together to try and achieve your desired look. Or option B, we end the project here and I actually refund her deposit. Which was a bit of money at the time. It was like two and a half grand. And I had a team. And I actually refunded her the deposit. I, when I look back, I'm like, wow, that's quite a lot of money just to refund. And I had a team. I literally was paying someone to design and I wasn't making any money. I was spending Pink Pony's money basically to brand this business. Which sounds outrageous at at this time. But she was so thankful. And I said to her, I just want you to actually get the best resolution for your business and for you to be happy at the end of the day and she was really really thankful and said honestly thank you so much this is so generous of you Um, and it was to be honest Uh, but in this if I was going to have that situation now again I would give them an ultimatum say you know we can work for it at an hourly rate or uh, we could end the project here but I just wouldn't give them their deposit back Um, because again too many expenses now my team's growing and I can't spend the pink pony money. It would be different if we severely screwed up and made some huge error, and it wasn't even an error of like, this is not really what I'm after. That would be different. So, anyway, I can't believe I've been talking for 27 minutes. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode and took something away from these experiences in hypothetical situations for your business i think it'll actually provide a bit of info to people Uh, but hopefully you enjoy your day finishing podcasts is so weird (laughs) but yeah uh, if you enjoy this episode give us a follow on instagram and we'll be around next time